0: Showtime. Blog Talk Radio.
1: All right. Sunday night, late night radio.
2: What fun. What it it one, two, one, two, three, four. up
3: this morning looking for my shoes, look behind the trunk, found the hesitation blue, Lordy he tell me how long, Lordy tell me how long, will I have to wait, will I have to wait, can I get you now, can I get you now, must I hesitate? Rooms overtake me rock away from here. Lori, tell me how long. Lordy, tell me how long? Will I have to wait? Will I have to wait? Can I get
0: you now? Can I get you now? Must I
2: hesitate?
0: That's
4: cool. (laughs)
0: Another exciting episode on Francie and Friends. And I got to tell you, we, we we got to talk to our guest today uh, before the show started. I'm really excited about this guy. He has great attitude. Tom, who's our guest?
3: John Villa, filmmaker,
0: actor, yeah.
3: all-around writer, all-around entertainer from Michigan. Nice. And friend. Excellent
0: and a friend there you go that's and uh by the way john bella you are number two in popularity right now pgn is still number one we got to figure out what he's doing (laughs) (laughs) but we are number two right now in live popularity so all
2: right yay I don't
0: know if you guys, I sent you guys the link to the live streaming right now. This guy looks like really intense. Like his eyes are staring back at you. And my my photo, I'm like in Jessica Simpson's body. And that's a Photoshop face. Well, no, that's my face. It's a Photoshop with Jessica Simpson's body. So I can kind of figure out why we're probably number two. But come on. I'm, I'm. I'm in underwear and I'm in just Simpson's body. We should be number one. But his blue you eyes have work a little. Are really green. I'm not wearing my glasses. I, I don't know if they're blue or green. But who cares? We're we're number two now. So that that's awesome. We are number two in live streaming podcasts right now. Woohoo.
5: Awesome sauce. Yeah. We, totally. we,
0: when we beat this guy, I'm gonna message him and I'm gonna say, "We beat you! Finally!" Woo. Okay.
2: We
5: gotta keep yeah.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: Welcome to the show, guys. We we get to okay uh, a couple of show announcements. Of course, we got John Bella tonight, which I'm really excited to tell you guys. He's a really nice guy. You're gonna love this show. Uh, we've got the chance to talk with him It's going to be a great show uh, On the 31st Why am I saluting? Because you got to salute her Michelle Murray agreed We had her uh, a couple of weeks ago And she said okay I'll come back Awesome sauce and, yes, we did okay. yep. <laughs> We'll talk about the awesome sauce later there's a lot of awesome uh, okay in that on stuff. Uh okay. And then on the seventh, dude, Jim and I work a long, long road. He's finally back home. He was in he was at ground zero when Russia attra- attacked.
5: The Ukraine. Yeah, he yeah. was uh, in a bomb shelter with his family, yeah, and he, no, he
0: escaped.
5: No, in the subway. Yeah, in the subway. It's a makeshift bomb shelter. And oh, the, okay.
0: The, yeah, yeah. He escaped. He's home. He's safe now. Uh, Nick and I, we had a long conversation with him over the phone, and uh, he did agree that he will definitely be here with us on the 7th. And then on the 14th. We're going to have a legend, Count ball. Awesome.
5: Yeah, he's he's like uh yeah. he's cool. been like a TV horror host for like forty years or so. I think yeah, so about 30, 30, 30,
0: Yeah, he he was he played Bozo the Clown. He was Bozo the Clown. How many kids did not wake up in the morning and not watch Bozo? He, when you had to throw that little ping pong ball into the uh, into the cup, he had the first beer pong for kids.
5: Bozo was great.
0: <laughs> okay.
5: I grew up with Bozo, Bozo and Ronald McDonald.
0: Yep, 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 yep. And, I, and I'm old enough on. to
5: I am old enough to have experienced Audi Duty. It's Audi Duty time. But Bozo was around oh. that time period
1: too. My uh-huh. very first time on T V was on Bozo the Clown. I was like three years
5: old. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. <laughs> I feel so oh. old
0: now. Oh
5: Claire Bell the Clown on Audi Duty. Turned out to be Captain Kangaroo later on. Not to get off topic, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> they
0: all start from somewhere.
5: They do. Of course. Gord a great guy, though. I've met him at a lot of conventions. I I can't wait for him to be on the show personally, and I talk a lot to that dude.
0: <laughs> you call him a dude. Dude. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I can't believe that people still use that word. Dude, oh. my mom used to use it, and instead of, like, saying a curse word, she'd be like, when she's driving, and she's like, Durr! It's like, what, mom? What? All right, uh, and then on the toy, how many people, seriously, when you get road raced, Think about it. You guys are all going to be driving tomorrow, and somebody's going to pull out in front of you. You're going to be like, dude. And you're going to throw your hands up in the air as you're driving. I, I realized I do that, too. It's like, dude, what? Am I the <laughs>
2: only oh,
0: one? Okay. All right. And then uh, on the 21st, uh, Frank Pete. He's he's worked with Disney, he's done a whole bunch of animation for Hercules, all that groovy stuff. Uh he's gonna be here. We're gonna get creepy with Frank D. All right Tom, you got a book coming Go. out.
3: Yes. It is called Suspicious Minds and Murderers. I had uh should be coming out soon, but last week I had uh in Rod We Trust two come out. So, um, blessed with having two books out in one year. Hopefully they'll steal each other's, you know, thunder. They're both different kinds of books. One's a novel, one's a question and short story. So that's, you know, Why? you know, so, you know, like, I, I keep thinking of what Nicholas said about the to write and I have it. So, but,
0: I'm, I'm going to read your uh, We'll find out John's a writer, too.
3: He writes his movies, too. So, um, I digress. So, pass on. It's the time to William now. Huh. All
4: right. So, William, what, well, what's happening? Well, basically, uh, I'm going to be uh, kicking off another uh, writer's uh, workshop. I'm going to start it officially on the 1st of August. So, if you or any of your friends would like to learn how to put a story together professionally, hit me up and um, I promise you that in my two-week course, I'm going to show you all the ropes cool
0: and And yep. I've got to tell you it it is going to be worth the effort, and whatever you know it William is a fantastic writer. And oh, gosh, this, I, he is me blush. a he is he is a published author. He is not self published. He is a published author. Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. See, <laughs> that's the thing. Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, maybe he's self published." Because you know, you but yeah, you you actually did not pay. To be published you got people to pay for you to be published published
5: but uh, you know it's good to have a lot of things under your belt published and self
4: indeed you know because I mean it it, it took it took 30 titles to get me to that point so I can't agree more Nick
5: Whatever it takes.
4: Exactly.
0: Okay. <laughs> there you go. You gotta get your word out. Oh yeah. Uh, before the one show one
5: begins, one. to uh, um, um, if you're if Williams through, right um, yep. through. Uh, yeah. Black Betty books titles. Uh, Tom Sawyer uh, mentioned one already, and that's the most recent. So well, actually, there's there's two that are recent that we just came out with. That's uh, Tom's in Rodley Trust. Part 2, and also a, um, um, our edition of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in our classic uh, horror series, uh, which uh, has a special introduction by Raina Young, who we're coming out with another Monsters book before Halloween, and also coming up um, I, just this week is Patrick James Ryan's book The Night They Got Out, sequel to The Night It Got Out. That's um, been one of our all-time bestsellers, and also uh, Pocketful of Heads, which has unique illustrations from our Swedish friend, Tom Gade O'Lawson, and um, also um, Jason Gaylord is coming out with a short uh, collection of stories uh, by the end of the month called Rift. And also, Eric Shuttleworth is coming out with a special um, edition of his uh, Evil Houses series uh, uh, collection. Um, So, yeah. So we've got a lot going on. Uh, And stuff by me. too. And for those listening, I'm very proud of our hardcovers, and I hope to come out with more hardcover editions of Black Bedsheet Books. Uh, we've got my Halloween 4 uh, novelization. We've also got our Vincent Price book by, by Joel Eisner, The Price of Here. And we have Fred Weehy's hardcover of um, uh, the uh, special Halloween book. Uh, I, I'm talking too fast, and I'm forgetting... Uh, um, uh, oh, he's gonna kill me! He's gonna kill me! Uh, um, holiday madness! <laughs> Jeez. Okay, Francie, I'm done. All right, all right.
0: Okay, before we bring on, uh, before we bring on John. John, I swear, we're so close to you right now. Where I, I, we, we did poke fun of the awesome sauce, and the awesome sauce belongs in honest Amish. And this might be something that our guest might be interested in because he's got that mustache. Honest Amish takes care of all of your beard and mustache needs. They got and Nick shaved himself, and Aaron D. Johnston did not like that. And neither did Scott <laughs>
5: It's growing back.
0: William, did William did you see that uh, Aaron D. Johnston, you said, looky good, Nick, and he replied, no, he doesn't.
5: Yep, it will. That, it be he, <laughs> He's getting
0: there. He's at that uh, Rusty stuff right now where it's kind of like, I'll give you a peck. But uh, there's, you're gonna leave a mark on my paper. upper lip. Yeah, go to
5: go to the resurgence.
0: Yeah, and Scott Socorro who's also like uh, Aaron D. Johnston's partner in crime, he's like, "Wow, you look terrible." <laughs> so yeah, Aaron D. Oh, Johnston, come on now. Scott be of a little
5: <laughs> I have a baby face without the hair.
0: Oh, but you have a, you have such a cute face with the hair.
5: Yeah, I do. though. <laughs> it's better that way.
0: Yeah, that's Tied because you use, that, you use that honest Amish stuff to keep it trimmed. And don't forget, if you go to honest Amish and you punch in the. Uh, the discount code Talking Beards, you will get fifteen percent off on your purchase. But you by the way, I mean William and Tom, you guys are like you guys don't even want that sandpaper feel. So I'm gonna have to get you the body soap for Christmas which I will get you.
2: Also.
5: Body soap.
0: It might that's awesome sauce. Come
4: on, will you? Oh, there we go. Uh, they are from the Well, you see, I was just going to wait and let you uh, finish the sentence. You know,
2: yeah. Have, yeah.
4: Our guest has a mustache.
5: I overheard yeah. you guys talk. So he can. <laughs> this could be of great benefit to him.
0: Yeah, uh, let's bring him on. Uh, we're talking about the mustache because he does have a nice mustache. You might want to try that mustache beard oil. Hey, John, how's it going?
1: I'm doing well. How about you?
0: We're well. We're we're hanging in there. Can you tell?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, we're 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 doing good. Yeah, we were talking before the show. I have not shaved my mustache since I was 15. In uh in a couple of weeks I'll be fifty five, so it's been about forty years since the last time I shaved it.
0: Wow.
5: Uh. Wow.
0: Yeah, you you should go have you ever heard of the Honest Thomas yes, spag? Say yes, say yes.
5: I have
1: not.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, <you> were...
1: <laughs> but I have not. Well, now you, have.
0: <laughs> now you well, have. now you
1: have. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, you should go check it out. They got this, like, this bearded mustache oil that is, like, fantastic. And it, it's, like, yes. it, it's it's all 100% American-made, and it, it's no, like, processed ingredient. Yeah, please send me but, a link. Yeah, you, you do have a great mustache. And if anybody's looking at... Yeah, use uh, the
5: promo the, code. Francie, did you mention the promo code?
1: Yes, talking beer. Okay, good. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, getting a little I salt and pepper looking. Uh, I might have to get it all black again soon.
0: I was going to say well you had a motorcycle drive by it, and I realized that was a so. <laughs> all right. So man. John, I I love your passion. I I've read your bio. You are very passionate about what you do.
1: I am. I I I, I work hard. I play hard. You know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I have do. a number of projects going on. Some on my end. Some on the acting end. On other people's projects.
3: So John, why don't you what? tell us about yourself? How'd you get your start? I mean, what got you to get into movies? I mean, and your bio it said you started out in sports and hit one of the, in the movies. So why don't you recap us a bit of your career and how you got your start? You know, I, I will say it started. Um,
1: I, I took a creative writing class in high school, and my teacher kept me after class and like, ah, shoot. She probably knows, you know, was partying a little bit or <laughs> she, she showed me my, my paper. She's like, John, you're a gifted writer. And it was very encouraging on getting me to pursue that. Um, but, you know, day in the life kind of thing, you know, did the day job stuff. But back in uh, uh, 2014, I went to Motor City Nightmares, and I'll see Tom there next uh, Saturday and Sunday, in uh Novi, michigan a great horror convention but i went there and i connected with uh a guy named matt kelly uh aka wolfman matt kelly uh who had his own uh he was like a horror host you know um
3: in michigan kind of like area 10, yeah detroit,
1: uh, detroit area and, yeah and well i first met him at the st clair shores memorial day parade which his mother live right down the street from. Him. I'm like, hey, man, I've been watching your show for a number of years. He was on retro TV, I think, for about seven, eight years. I saw him at the convention, got on Facebook with him, and then, uh, you know, that was in April, in uh, early August of 2014. You know, I'm eating my breakfast, and I saw that there were, he had a post on Facebook for a casting call for a movie called The Dark Below, and uh, they were looking for featured extras, and I thought, what have I got to lose? So I sent a picture, and uh, a day later, I was cast, and two days later, we filmed um, Doug Schultz uh, in, in Matt Kelly's alumni of MPI Film Institute in Troy, Michigan, great, great place for uh, filmmakers, your aspiring you know film crew and whatnot. Uh, but he was doing The Dark Below, so they were filming that particular scene, at his studio, and uh, my very first on-set experience was working literally elbow-to-elbow elbow with Veronica Cartwright uh, from the alien nice. in, in uh, um, oh, why am I drawing a blank, um, Witches of Eastwick
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> among elbows, of course. So, yeah, well, what a great first experience, and it, it happened to be the day before my birthday.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Wow! Well, happy cool. birthday. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I'll be 55 <laughs> August 10th. It's coming up. <laughs> Getting old.
3: <laughs> but I still have my energy going. You're you're, you're a youngster compared to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old part. Then you know I kind of got the acting
1: bug after that and just kept uh, pursuing things and uh, worked on a, a TV pilot that involved uh, Richard Pryor's son Mason.
2: Oh and, wow. Um,
1: yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. Very. Looks a lot like his dad. Um, very funny, very animated guy. Um, and just, you know, kept going, getting doing the extra background stuff. And then started uh, submitting for some speaking roles, took some acting classes. And uh, finally, you know, yeah, I shouldn't say finally, but in 2015 got my first couple speaking roles and just kept pursuing it from there.
4: but that's, that's the way to so, do it. i would just onward yeah. and upward. Yeah, I just kept progressing. You yeah, know?
0: I, 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 think, I was going to say, you know, you started at the bottom, and now you're speaking, and now you're part of the Screen Actors Guild really soon.
1: Oh, no, I'm not at that point, but um, I, I did make a movie. It's not out yet. I do have a distributor. That's um, being, the distribution details are being worked on. Um. I have worked on some big, you know, SAG films uh, as background or featured, um, but not... Well, I think to this point, my biggest, if you will, uh, experience is... I was in an episode of Snapped. I don't know if you ever uh, watched that show.
0: I've I've seen that. I've seen that show.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I ended up getting... um, it was the Joyce Sturdivant episode, um, season twenty-three, episode eight, and uh, it was a great experience. They filmed in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I got to play Detective Young, and we did our dialogue. I, mean, I, I was in like six different scenes, and but unfortunately, the narrator talks over our voices, so I didn't. It didn't make me eligible for Screen Actors Guild, but it was a great experience. Ah. I got. I got great screen time. Uh, the, the director gave me a hug. Loved my the job I did, and uh, the casting company he recommended me. You know, for future he directs like four different shows on uh, Oxygen, but he uh, he recommended me to them. So that that made me feel good. And unfortunately for Snap, you can only be on one episode per season. <laughs> And he has to fit the character description as well.
0: The the really cool thing, though, is that you're out there, you're pushing it. You're pushing your name. Exactly. You're pushing everything. And, you know, you're not like this guy that's going to sit on his couch and say, yeah, I'm a great actor. I know I'm a great actor. I'm just going to sit here and wait for them to call. No, you're you're out there. You're working it.
1: I am. I'm uh currently I'm I'm my movie's called Cemetery Stories. Um very blessed that, that I got that completed. Um it was a collaboration with uh my friend Chase Murphy and uh Mark France contributed segments to, to the movie. Very anthology, like Crete Show style. Um I was blessed to have Evan Evans, a wonderful Hollywood uh composer score my movie and uh, Tim Quill nice. uh, best known as a blacksmith in Army of Darkness a great friend of mine who passed away last April uh, is in my movie as well so it for my first movie I think I did pretty good I can't wait for people
4: to see it I
0: I I, I, I honestly can't wait because <sighs> you can tell that you have a love yeah that was Nick you can tell you have a love For what you're doing, and that is like the biggest gift.
1: Yeah, I I grew up a horror fan. You have
0: passion.
1: You have to do it. What Tom as well, you know, with his writing. uh, There's times where I thought, well, maybe I should write horror novels and then make movies of them. (laughs) You know, I may do that in the future.
0: You know what you should do is you should take one of Tom's novels and make a movie of it. <laughs> there it is. Right uh, you know, there. I In,
1: I <laughs> In my age I, <laughs> I, I have I have a lot of creative ideas so I wanna get my own out there first. <laughs> yeah, okay, you never know, Tom, so. you
3: never know. Yeah, we may get together someday, you know. You know. Yeah, man, cool. let,
1: let's discuss that at Motor City Nightmares.
3: Because the yeah. hardest
1: part is funding.
3: Yeah, I can imagine. Now, you have to be but, your own marketer and salesman and everything. So Yeah, know, exactly. You know, now, you're I kind will of your and nice, right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I was blessed with my, my investors on my first movie, uh, and I, I can't wait to get it out so they can see, you know, I had a private screening last October and a number of my producers and actors and friends and close friends and crew, and whatnot, uh, got to attend it. Um, but for those who haven't seen it yet, I can't wait for you to see it. It's it's a good it's it's a good watchable movie. It's to entertain people. It has a very 80s flavor to it.
0: Oh, I love 80s movies.
1: There's a lot of uh, little, how would you say, subtle, some not so subtle, pretty obvious, but tips of the hat to uh, Phantasm, uh, Night of Living Dead, um, The Exorcist, um, even The Wizard of Oz.
2: Oh, wow.
1: You know know the scene where it goes from black and white to color? Yeah. Well, I have a scene where it goes, when the door is open, it goes from color to just a bloody mess. (laughs)
0: Yeah, oh, nice. you rehearsed it.
5: I did huh? not expect I, I was listening to where you were going with that. I did not expect the bloody mess part. That
2: was
1: <laughs> great. Uh, that was kind of intensely written. Um, I'm like, you know, when I was writing that, I'm like, this reminds me of The Wizard of Oz, but I'm going to go from black and white to color to color to just pure blood. Yeah, just a bloody mess. It it went very well.
0: Nice. I like him, Tom. He's, Tom. He's a Now my, my my
1: my next movie is called Cemetery Stories dot dot mausoleum, um, which I'm still working on the funding. Uh, more about a month ago, I got a letter of intent uh, from Eileen Beats who played Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, we, we love nobody. her.
5: We've partied with so, her. She's so cool.
1: Oh, she's awesome! I met her last year, uh-huh. and uh, I have some other people
2: <laughs> at Canada. She's so cannon. little. Oh,
3: she's a sweetheart. <laughs> I know. She's <You've> been at <laughs> Motor City Nightmares a few times too. Mm-hmm. she have been at Motor City Nightmares yeah, a couple times too, John.
0: Yeah, we yeah. we love Eileen. She's been on the show a couple of times.
5: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah I have to start tuning
1: in more. <laughs>
0: huh?
5: I gotta start
1: tuning into your podcast more often.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah,
5: yeah. you know, uh, the, the thing about Francine yeah. Friends is uh, she's been around. We actually met. Uh I was a guest in two thousand and nine. Uh and uh and uh and then we ended up hooking up, uh that, that same year. So she's been like we've been together ever since because of her show
2: in 2009. So she's
5: been around for all this time. I'd go to convention after convention. Everybody's heard of her. (laughs) It's like uh, over the years. It's like really, really cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Motor City Nightmares next weekend. I have an original, I've been a huge Halloween fan ever since the first one came out in seventy eight. And uh, I have an original script, and on the cover I have four autographs from the original cast members, and uh, Charles Cyphers, a.k.a. Sheriff Brackett, is going to be there uh, next weekend, so I want to definitely get his autograph on that.
5: Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of those uh, 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 older cast members, anybody involved, um, they're... um, uh, this is like, uh, 2022 and that was back in 78. Uh, it's, right. it's really great to like, uh, as a fan hook up with them because I mean, you know, eventually they're going to go in the next like 10 years or so. And, uh, it's great that they're, that they keep up the franchise. Jamie Lee Curtis herself is involved in the last three films. But, right. Uh,
3: I, um, you know, I
5: mean, all, you, you mentioned Charles Cyphers and, and all those uh, oldies. I mean, God bless them all. Uh, it, that, I, I could go on. But anyway. <laughs> uh, oh,
1: yeah, I, I, I digress. Uh, PJ, yeah. Soul, PJ Souls yeah. has been very supportive of my movie, which when I first met her, you know, um, I hadn't started my movie yet. But when I did, like a year later, she's like, John, how's your movie coming along? I'm like I should be asking you how your your <laughs> movies are coming along, you know? Oh, she
5: is so cool. Yeah, wow. She, yeah. oh. she
1: was supposed to be a guest at, at Motor State Nightmares, but they had to cancel. Uh, her and D. Wallace, they're both wonderful. Hey John, oh, geez, uh, great.
0: Nicholas oh, oh, yeah, Grabowski yeah. actually wrote the novelization for Halloween 4. Just throwing it out there. Sorry, Nick. oh
2: uh, Okay. <laughs>
5: Oh, yeah, so it was, it, it's been really neat I uh, because of that and stuff. Uh, I still have a version of it um, out in paperback and hardcover and stuff to this day, even though they don't like it. The studio doesn't like that it's out. That's another story. But I've had, because of, that was in 1988, and because of that, uh, I've, I've been involved in the franchise, like a uh, uniquely involved at conventions, like the uh, Halloween 25 convention, where I met and partied with all of them. And, uh, and you know, that was just, you know, great experience.
1: I really and, enjoyed Halloween 4.
5: Yeah, Halloween 4 was actually a great movie. When I take my sh- myself out of my shoes, of my involvement in it, um, and look at it just as a movie, Uh it, it it's really I, I think one of the best in the franchise one of the most effective ones.
2: Yeah, I, I
1: think Donald a lot of people would it. agree. Halloween three should have had a different title, <laughs> but it, well, Halloween yeah. four revived my yeah. faith in the franchise.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's a great franchise, and, and like all of them too. I actually, when people really ask me, I, I'm more of a kind of like a Freddy Krueger fan. Uh, but Michael is great. What?
2: They're all,
5: they're all great. Uh, we're, well, we're, yeah, well, we're because of the now. potential nope, of, nope, with we, the dreamscape with stuff. Well, with the, dream, with the, uh, the dreamscape stuff, I'm kidding. And, uh, there's a lot of potential. And I like doing kind of like that, like going like Clive Barker uh, out into other worlds and, you know, things and.
1: Yeah, and my anyway. current role is actually playing Michael Myers in a, a YouTube fan film.
5: Oh. Ooh. Oh, really? Cool. Oh, yeah. you've got to send us links.
1: We're we're still in the filming process, but I will say I get to put this. Eventually, I'll get to put someone's head through a TV screen. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Yes,
5: yeah. Awesomeness. Oh.
1: I love the fan
5: films over the years. People used to send them to me, especially, like, uh, back in the day, they would send me VHS stuff of their, like, home stuff, and I would go, okay, this this is fantastic. What do you expect me to do with this? Oh, just enjoy it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh, Great.
2: (laughs) um,
5: And, I mean, there's so much, probably more than any other franchise, um, stuff related to Michael Myers with fan films.
1: Oh yeah. No, so I will say. Were, talk about like you, you asked me earlier about inspiration. Where I started the first time I saw Halloween, and I, I used to watch, you know, the uh, creature, you know the Universal Wolfman. I fell in love with that movie creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, but when I saw Halloween, I told myself I was like, what? it's twelve years, yeah. eleven years old. And I tell myself, at some point in my life, I want to play Michael Myers, and I want to make a horror movie, and I've done both now.
5: <laughs> it's you anymore. know, you're in my age age range, so I remember back in the day, uh, a lot of my friends and stuff, they were like, uh, I, I, was, I was in a Christian church back then, so I thought that Michael Myers and those kinds of <laughs> movies were of the devil fancy that, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of friends of mine that I went to school with that uh, were wannabe directors, and they were inspired by movies like that, and I would tell them you're going to hell, uh, but uh, yeah, so you're in my generation, so I, I imagine what it, if I didn't have the church life, I would probably be exactly like one of those other ones, saying I want to, that inspired me to, like, get into movies or or do film or you know, but that was just later after I kind of broke away from.
1: Well, religion. here's a little backstory. I mean, I, I worked. I went to a Catholic school for most, you know, almost entire like eleven or twelve years of school. Um, I actually worked for the Catholic Church doing maintenance and type work for like twenty two years. And when I got in the film industry, I was still working for the Catholic Church. And uh, when I was like, I was in a film called Garada where. I, I'm decapitating strippers and prostitutes. <laughs> oh, okay. Literally, <laughs> literally I, I used my car uh, for a particular scene and uh, decapitated, you know, they did the blood splatter. So I'm driving to work. It was overnight shoot. I'm driving and the sun comes up and I see there's still all this fake blood over my car. <laughs> So I had to drive to a car wash to wash all this fake blood off my car before going to church to open up for everybody.
2: <laughs>
1: well, but the other thing too, I, I grew up next, literally right next door to a funeral home, and uh, a unique funeral home. They had a triple lot. Like there was a funeral home in the middle, on the far side was the parking lot, but then on the side, like by my house, was their backyard, a full lot. They had an in-ground pool, a trampoline, you know, a uh, uh, swing set. So literally, I grew up with a, a funeral home as my playground.
2: <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> my family lived above it, you know, and um, she would babysit the kids that were my, some were my age, you know. And we, when Phantasm came out, we would play hide-and-seek in a funeral home. And we would take wiffle balls and wrap aluminum foil around them like the spheres in the movie. And whoever was it, you know, it was like for high to see, had to be the tall man, and he had to get hit by a wiffle ball. <laughs>
5: yeah, and then he'd say,
4: "Boy, exactly, boy." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So, Don,
3: can you tell us? About Cemetery Stories Mausoleum? What about it? Can you talk? tell us about Cemetery Stories Mausoleum? What can we expect from it? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Cemetery Stories 1, um, I have, you know, Tim Quill, of course. God rest his soul is in it.
3: Um, he was a good guy. He was a nice guy. Yeah.
1: It, a lot of people don't know this. Um, he was my roommate for the last almost 10 months of his life. Um, he moved in with me July 1st of 2020. The day he moved in, his good friend, and and they've acted together in other horror films, Uh, he was in um, Evil Dead 2, Danny Hicks, uh, died the day Tim moved in with me. And then Tim, I I believe I was the last one to see him alive. Uh, He he died in his sleep, peacefully, thankfully. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, he, he was my roommate when he passed away. And um, So my movie is one of maybe three other Movies that have not been released That he's in um, But there's also a guy Named Frank Powers who played uh, He's done some westerns And whatnot. Um There's a movie called Brother James Retribution Where I have a, a part in it uh, That's not out yet but Frank uh, was an elk guard in um, Book of Eli Okay oh. Oh, okay. So basically, uh, Cemetery Stories is like five short stories combined, connected to a main storyline where you have a, uh, basically the plot is there's two clairvoyants, there are a couple, go to Cemetery on Halloween, and they get a vibe on a tombstone, they have visions of how the person died, and it gets progressively worse. Um, cemetery Stories Mausoleum is, is a whole different storyline. Um, basically, it takes place in a mausoleum where it's an empo- a new employee and the owner um, is giving him a little backstory on some of the uh, people in the mausoleum, which gets progressively dark. <laughs> so it's not a direct sequel, then, basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I love—I that. think that's what Drew draws me to Tom's writing is. I'm very inspired by Rod Serling in uh, the plot twists. Uh, Rod Serling yeah. and John Carpenter. That's oh, yeah.
4: where I get my inspiration. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, oh, yeah. his, his, his style on the twists is just absolutely, uh, it, it, it's just amazing sometimes. And, uh, you know, you, you it's one of those ones where you can read it once and then when you go through the second time, you're going to find something new altogether. So, uh-huh.
1: Right. And that's the way I wrote uh, cemetery stories. There's little subtle, you know, I like to write those little subtle things that impact the, what happens down the road in the movie. Uh, and I wrote it that way because I want people to watch it more than once, you know, and uh, say, okay, now what, what this person said at this point in the movie actually is directly linked to this part later in the movie.
3: Wow. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Nice tie-ins. Yeah. Yeah, that that is.
1: And, uh, yeah, so cemetery stories, it's a whole, whole new, it's a whole new set of stories, whole different storyline. Um, same thing though. Five short stories. Um, one involves like a heavy metal band. Um, one involves a meter made. Uh, literally, I, I I went to put my money a quarter into a parking meter, and you know normally they say expired, but this one was flashing the word dead. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, oh. It's, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like well, I have a friend that uh, is a uh, um, stunt driver down in Cleveland, and he he told me that he there's certain codes you can make. And he said, wow, I haven't heard of dead code in like 15, 20 years kind of thing. And um, so I know I have someone that, could, that knows those codes to make the word dead flash on a parking meter when I get to filming that. <laughs>
4: that could be fun.
1: Oh, yeah, I I, I want to intensify uh, my next movie I'm trying to raise a bigger budget. If anyone's uh, interested in investing in my movie, look me up: sp Saint Clair Shores JV at A L L dot com. I'm one of those oldies with AOL at email.
3: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, yeah, man. You know? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
5: Groovy ghouls. Hey,
1: I want to get some B-listers in each segment. Um, I can't really say who at this point, other than I, I do um, have a letter of intent from Eileen. No guarantee she'll be in it, but if I raise the funds and you know she likes the uh, script, which she's already received uh, for that particular segment, um, you know, in in The Price is Right and everything on both ends, and then you know she's may just end up in my next movie, among others. Wow.
4: Keep my fingers crossed for you. Yeah, I appreciate. Hey,
5: you know what? Yeah, I was exactly going to say that with the fingers crossed thing.
4: Well, I, I guess I kind of beat you on that one, but great minds think alike. You did.
5: You uh, did. Because yeah, that that would be great. It's it's yeah. great to get somebody like that, uh, like uh, uh, some kind of good star power to to get you some uh, the fundage that you need.
1: Yeah, and and I still have some uh, homework to do to reach out to other actors that I've already kind of discussed with to see about getting that letter of intent. Um, I think getting those letters of intent, if they're willing to do that, would increase, you know, the uh, investor's interest in the movie. Yeah, I I would love personally to be in a position to uh, fund it myself, but I'm not (laughs) –
3: have you thought about doing some kind of event fundraisers or something like that, John? You yeah, know? you know,
1: there's like Indiegogo and stuff like that, but it's it's difficult, especially with uh, our current economy, you know, uh, yeah. just a lot, a lot of people are are uh, hanging on to that, that extra money now.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I was meaning like if you had something at a bar and you had like the 50-50 raffle and autographed items or something that maybe somebody could donate or something you know least, you know it might only well, be a few thousand but maybe that'd be helpful you know honestly yeah. that's
1: i'm really hoping for my my um my first movie to come out would really alleviate a lot of that pressure cause yeah. especially if i could get um if a dvd blue blu-ray deal comes into play <laughs> and i don't know that it will or won't but if it does um I could attend haunted attractions. Uh, Mm I already talked to people at a uh, Halloween store down the road for me where I, you know, uh, can have a handful of DVD and Blu-rays and sign them and whatnot. Um, Just keep the funding going to raise funds for the next one. Yeah, that'd be good. I know I'd buy your DVD. Yeah. So the release of the first one will definitely help the second one. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. I mean.
2: Uh, yeah. You
3: know, that's that's so so far the,
2: the first the one already play. sounds
4: great. So. <laughs> yeah. And and any possibility of taking it on the festival scene at all?
1: I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you.
4: Oh, and festival is there... scene.
1: Yeah. Um. You know what? I haven't done a whole lot of that yet. Um. I was in one um, out of Las Vegas last uh, December, Shock Fest. And uh, we were selected. They did screen it. Um, I didn't win no awards, but it was a little higher end one. So I was happy just to get selected. But, I mean, they had some big players in that one.
5: Oh, oh cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard of them a lot, too. There's a lot of Film fests that go on, too. Even even here in Sacramento, there's a Sacramento Film Fest every every year around about October. But I think they do all kinds of other stuff throughout the year too. Very impressive oh, stuff. Okay. So yeah, there's and all I don't, kinds no,
1: of. No, I, should have, I should have gotten into Motor City Nightmare's Film Festival, but I was late again in submitting. Well, it's oh, always next no. year. Yeah. But I am in a movie called Descent. That's going to be screening at Motor City Nightmares, uh, eleven a.m. on Sunday.
3: Cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, John, what do you like? Which aspect of do you like the best? Writing, I mean, writing stories, screenplays, the acting, the directing, or the whole shebang. I mean, <laughs> is there anything that stands out more than one thing for you? I, I think the writing aspect. Um, I wrote a mini series
1: called angel dust that's supposed to be coming out pretty soon. Um, Daniel Baldwin's featured in it. Um, but I wrote that, uh, during the lockdown and, um, yeah, I enjoy writing. Um, but I also enjoy acting and I, I love, you know, seeing what I wrote come to life. Um, so I enjoy it all. I mean directing was was fun. I um I really loved um out of the five segments in, in the main storyline of my first movie, uh I did a short, like a seven minute short called Devil's Workshop. And I did another one, uh, which is the longest segment of the movie. It's about forty minutes called Bloodfire of the Satanic Warlock Ritual. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the one Tim Coles featured in uh, We shot that over a, a week And uh, then the main storyline uh, Yeah, I I, I really enjoy being behind the camera As much as in front of uh,
0: Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that One thing that I enjoyed about writing And I'm sure that William and Tom and Nick Will also say the same thing because you get to put a character in a situation, and then you got to figure out how to get them out of that situation.
3: Right, yeah. It's, it's like sometimes
1: you got they got don't get, get
0: out of the world situation. Situation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you get, Okay, you put them in this situation, and then you're kind of like pacing back and forth, and you're like, oh, he didn't get out of the cock a car. Honestly, how many people have had that Like in their mind Like Anna Wilkes with Stephen King's misery He didn't get out of the caucus You can't just let him appear Out of the car That's not how it went You gotta make your reader think He didn't get out of the caucus Am I the only one
1: no. Well, it, the, the one thing I, I'm proud of with the way I wrote cemetery stories is, is there's some things are thrown right in people's faces, but you won't realize it until the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, absolutely, that, that makes it more fun, though. Right. And, and that's why, I, you know, I, I, I think that's what I enjoy most is probably the writing aspect because you're creating the, the beginning of the whole process by writing it. You
0: know, yeah, and, uh, here, here. It's kind of like George uh, Lucas. He's like, everybody is Star Wars. Everybody's thinking that Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia is going to be together. Oh, right. no, wait, they're brother and sister.
2: Uh, right,
3: oh, exactly.
0: They didn't it's like- get out of the cock-a-doodie car.
3: Also, when you create, it's like you create your own little world and your piece, every character is a piece of you from one aspect of your personality or, you know, it's like you're kind of almost like not God, but like a God over your creation, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, I imagine you know, one with one filmmaking has got to be even bigger because it's like, hey, these are all my characters I came up with and I created this world that's all now on, you know, on film, you know? Well, that, you okay. know, when I wrote Cemetery
1: Stories, uh, that Bloodfire segment, I wrote with Tim Quill in mind. And um, before I even finished writing it, he goes, that sounds interesting. I would love to read the script when it's finished. Lo all well, he liked it and became part of it. And uh, there were just those moments where what, when you envision what you're writing and you see it come to life and right in front of you, you're like, wow, this is exactly how I pictured it. That happened a few times. That's cool. That's That's
3: got to make yeah. me feel real good. Right? That, that's awesome right there. You know? That that's, that's just, you know, because I know when you when I successfully finish a story, it's like, okay, and when the book's finished, it's like, okay, yeah, I feel that, you know, yeah, nailed it, you know. Oh, exactly. But, you know? well,
1: yeah, right, writing a book, I, you know, the difference is because you, you're putting out – I think the the books are so much more descriptive in the detail. I I, I, I think eventually I may be pursuing that route more, and then trying to make cool. movies after I write the book. See, I think in a way you that, got it
3: harder writing a script because you got to give all that description by showing it, not tell you know not telling it. To me, that's a little bit harder. You know, at least when you write the screenplay, you kind of gotta you can't tell it, you got to show it it's
0: yeah. a bit harder but I, think, I, I try to write
1: with an audience perspective I've been a fan more than I've been yeah. writing so when I write I try to think of, as a fan myself of horror how would I like this you know to bring it to life when I
0: when I started writing Werewolf um, when I was in South Carolina and before Nick and I even got into any type of relationship, we were just friends. He was a guest on the show. And I told him, I was like, hey, I want to write a book. And he's like, I'm going to give you the best advice I can give anybody. And I was like, okay, I'm willing to take this advice. Because, I mean, come on, it's Nicholas Krabowski. He's He's a great writer. And he said... Imagine you're painting a photo. You're painting a picture. That's what you've got to do when you're writing a book. You've got to paint a picture on the wall.
2: Right. I'm and you're also the- you connect
1: the dots at the same time. Yeah. And, I mean, at some I'm point, you know, especially if you plan on doing more in the future with the same thing, like, you know, a continuation or a sequel or whatever, uh, you know, you've got to leave some certain plot
5: holes.
0: Yep. and I, yeah. right? I I actually, the plot I think that,
5: Francie, Francie, I think more specifically, uh, this is what I said in interviews and stuff, too. I think it's more specifically um, writing is really – so well – Let's look at horror writing, but you it's any kind right, of writing anyway. You know. uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's the process of um, taking what's in your mind and and seeing it clearly and describing it on paper as clearly as it, you could see it in your mind, and the process between your mind and the paper that is the art, and uh, and so then. You know you keep getting more discipline, you figure out more how to how to paint that picture on paper that you have in your head about the whole thing, and it also depends on um, uh, how clearly you see it in your head with the, the, the whole beginning and end and everything in between and have everything all worked out and then transferring it on paper so that people see it exactly as you do and That's where the art is concerned, where you have to construct it just right so that you can make people see it the way that you do, clearly. That is what I've learned, anyway. I mean, who am I? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, and on the acting and the things... I've I I I've always been a Bruce Willis fan um since Moonlighting was out on you know on TV and um Die Hard and everything yeah. you know So he was in a movie um kind of like Taken in a way but it it, it got a little bit overshadowed cuz it, it came out um at about the same time that uh, Death Wish came out
5: that death wish, the first one.
1: Well, there was a remake, remake
5: of it. Oh, a remake of it. You know, yeah, there was, there was. Thinking about the original Charles Bronson one.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, a,
1: they, they did a movie in. Uh, you know the what? Oh God, uh, Acts of Violence it was called. Um, but for about four seconds of a Bruce Willis movie, I owned the screen. <laughs> Yeah. To I went. Towards the end of the movie I play a paramedic And the cool thing was they showed it in slow motion So I'm walking up with a gurney And a guy at the back of the gurney And I grabbed the caution tape And kind of flung it over my head And kept like kept moving in one motion And after the first take The the DP uh, himself Came up and he said, that looked great, keep doing it I'm like, yeah, okay <laughs> and, uh, and again, I was just a feature extra In it, and uh after they, they you know, shifted angles, I was asking one of the production assistants if they wanted us to keep doing what we were doing. And the director himself turned around and goes, oh, no, you're okay. As a matter of fact, watch these next shots on the monitor with me. And how cool is that for the, you know, the director of, of Bruce Willis' movie to actually invite an extra to just stand there behind him and watch, you know, the next set of shots they were doing?
5: oh wow well that's have cool. you been able to find footage of that at all?
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, um I have it somewhere on my facebook uh a couple of people have like posted that, that particular scene
5: no that well that's that's great if you can find footage it just kind of reminds me of the. Well, in the 80s, I was an extra in, like, Masters of the Universe, Night of the Creeps, a few other things. 52 Pickup with Roy Scheider. But, I mean, like 52 Pickup, it's lost footage. And I can't, like, find any, like, specific photos of uniquely me somewhere in the background. Masters of the Universe, I was one of Skeletor's troopers, and I was in, like, a purple helmet. So you can't tell any, you know, just... Uh, but uh, you're talking about that. Have you done any other extra work back in those days?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I, I will say that one of the funnest sets to be on was Little Evil uh, with Adam Scott and Evangeline Lilly. It's almost like a, a comedy version of The Omen. And uh, that's kind yeah, on Netflix.
5: Oh, wow. Like there, I, I got to right? play
1: a cult number, but we wore masks. But you can see me at a at a water slide scene in the background. It, it, but I'm in the movie. Clancy Brown's in it. Um, mm. he was great on set. Nice. Um, yeah. So I'm in the movie cool. in, in the background for a few seconds by the water slide, and I'm in the cult scenes, but we have masks on.
5: <laughs> ah. <laughs> I actually got
1: to be in a boxing scene on the very last day of uh, *I Tanya* with uh, Margot Robe. I think I'm saying oh, that correctly. Because yeah. they, they had to do a reshoot of a boxing scene, so I I, I still haven't seen the movie yet, but I, I heard I, that you could see me in it, in that boxing scene.
4: Oh, I'll, I'll have to watch
3: it again, but that's cool, though. Oh, yeah. Well, so, John, is there yeah, any director that you pattern yourself after? I mean, do you have any director influence that you kind of up to and think, I want to be like him, or is this more than one, or is this one or any at all? Um, I'm very inspired by um, John Carpenter.
1: I will say, though, the way I shot uh, Cemetery Stories, it was kind of a combination of uh, 80s flavor and and some of it was 40s flavor. If you ever watch those old movies... They'll do, like, one long scene where, you you know, you don't get, like, the, the close-ups and, like, where the camera switches angles a lot. It's just a profile mm-hmm. of two people sitting there. I did a little bit of that. Uh, and okay. I think that's part of my inspiration for watching, like, The Wolfman and, you know, Creature in
3: the Black Lagoon. All those universal and monster movies. That's cool. I'll, I'll be good yeah. about a little bit of new and a little bit of old, good blend, you know. I think that's what yeah. all our modern directors. Yeah. Cause I, I, one thing, and everybody has their own taste on it. I, I watch certain
1: movies where you see close up, close up, close up, close up, close up, close up, up mid shot, and I, I don't, I don't know. For me personally, I like those those certain scenes where you're just watching that one shot for a minute or, or you know whatever, forty five seconds where. It's just two people that they're in dialogue, and you, where I want to give that feeling of for the audience where you're sitting there with them silently and listening to this conversation. Some people like over the shoulder and in, in the close-ups, and not to say I didn't do that because I did, but there were just certain scenes I wanted they have that '40s
3: flavor. Well, that's a good blend. I mean, that's you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, that,
4: that's, that's like the perfect blend of the door right there.
2: Yeah, and I did I mean, a, a
4: couple. Uh, We're you know,
1: how we say where they spike the camera, um, more or less a POV shot. I, I, I enjoy doing those. Cause I, I want like someone right in your face on a TV screen or a movie screen talking to you, like the You know, I try to give that audience. Uh, perspective again that that's what I personally like it may not be for everybody, but I like doing a little bit of spike in the camera on certain minds
4: oh yeah
3: mhm, well, so you have any projects coming up other than your the cemetery stories Mausoleum? you have anything in the works in the future that you're you're planning or? Um, yeah, you know,
1: there's uh, my friend Steve Hassey, uh shout out to him. I was uh, I played Nurse Tommy in a movie called Seth and Tia that's out. Uh it's on uh, Roku. Um I play a male nurse at an asylum. Uh but right now he's currently writing the script to like a spin off. Uh it's called Driving Nurse Tommy. Mhm. Kind of like wow. without giving away too much. The aftermath kind of, of enjoy like
0: driving
1: yeah. Miss Daisy. Yeah, but it's it's very Oh good! Uh, oh good! I <laughs> just a deep
0: breath and hate. thinking that.
1: But give driving Miss Daisy a horror, <laughs> kind of a <laughs> horror uh, aspect of it. Nice. I don't want to I can't reveal too much, but uh, this this one I'll be in the lead role in. Seth and Tia Seth and Tia is more about a, a, like a Bonnie and Clyde punk version where they escape from asylum and stuff happens um, my character is, is a unique character uh, I guess that's the best way I could put it but uh, one of my favorite roles ever
5: that one movie you were talking about where it's more like driving Miss Daisy uh, you uh, um I, uh, You should like put in the back of your mind renaming it to Driving Miss Crazy. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, my character is very <laughs> <your> common, <timing>, though.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Anywho.
1: Uh, yeah, it, 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 I'm looking forward to that being written and uh, to be a part of that. Um, um, I'm also going to be directing uh, a segment. Uh, it was called the Anti-Social Network Collection. We recently changed the name of that. Um, so I'm going to be directing a segment of that. It, it's kind of a anthology horror film. Um, Very cool.
3: Gravy.
2: Yeah.
3: Really? Well, uh, about acting gigs? What you got coming up that we can book for you in?
1: Uh, so I have more scenes to do as Michael Myers in the uh, Halloween fan okay. film. Um, Also my friend I had uh, written a number of years ago uh, um, We did a short film called Snuff Which most of it was filmed at my house But we're we're, um, Talking about Which is already written uh, It's called Simon Slays Uh, It was kind of an aftermath Of of Snuff Uh, So that's also on our plate Down the Road Sounds like you got a full uh, cool roster yeah, and yeah. of stuff coming up. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm a producer on a movie called Brock Steiner versus the Undead. Um, so I'm waiting uh-huh. to hear more on that. Really cool.
5: Yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. That,
1: that'd
5: be cool.
1: Um, I haven't written it yet, but I'm also going to be. Once I get into Cemetery Stories Mausoleum, I'm going to be writing. Uh, a third cemetery story is called Crematorium.
2: Ooh.
3: I can hardly wait to get one of, one of your movies on DVD when they get released, John. That's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping my distributor
1: uh, connects us to limited DVD Blu-ray. Um, I love having hard copies. Oh but, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I think our main goal is to get it on some streaming services. Uh, you know, I can't really say you know where it's going because nothing's concrete mm-hmm. at this point. So hopefully, we'll be soon. We're like, I think yesterday was a, a hundred days till Halloween. <laughs>
3: huh. Yeah,
4: yeah. let well, I always mean, say it's a professional work in progress.
3: Yep, right. <laughs> but I've yeah, I've seen um, photos from your film, and it looks impressive. It just, you know, the pictures and the promos, it looks impressive. So I will say uh, a shout-out
0: to
1: uh, David Rupp. Uh, Did an amazing job with my movie poster. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, I will say a a very phenomenal musical score uh, by Evan Evans. Uh, Look him up. He's done some big work on some uh, I-Vorgs, Night of the Templar. Uh, He did some work uh, in his younger days on uh, uh, Starship Troopers. He did a movie uh, Uh years ago with a score for, Um, I forget the name of it, but it's Lee Curtis. Ed Asner and Helen Reddy are in it.
2: Hmm.
1: So I was blessed to have him. I intensely made the opening credits a little bit long because um, there's a lot of lead actors in each segment, you know what I mean? So it's about a three-minute opening, but I wanted a theme song, and then he nailed it. <laughs> cool. I uh, really we hope we that soundtrack go. follows. Okay, I wow. got
3: okay. uh, kind of a- Got kind of a Jim, I want you, you huh?
0: back I want you back I want you back on the show If you will accept it
1: Absolutely uh, Give me the day and time <laughs> As long uh, as it's not next Sunday so August, uh, <laughs> How about August Perfect. the
0: 28th How about August the 28th Because the Radio is about to Cut us off
2: Francis,
3: I
0: would love to have you back on August the 28th, uh, Tom. we got oh, for, the 28th, you Fancy. for the 28th, Francie.
3: Francie, we got somebody for the 28th. Okay. Um, then how
0: right. about September that. the 4th? Well, Francie, yeah, don't pin them down just
5: yet. Uh, figure things yeah. out. Um,
1: if it's the Labor Day weekend, I might have plans, so maybe the weekend after. <laughs> okay
5: about
0: the weekend right, after Labor
3: Day,
0: work. then? Yeah. Yeah, would that be, what, that the radio woman is about to cut us off, and I would love to talk to you a lot more.
1: Oh, I really enjoyed being go. on That'd your be show, good. and I would love to be uh, back on it. So, yes, uh, what would that be, September 11th? Yeah. We uh, do probably, have 9
0: yeah. 11
1: Yep. Right.
0: We do have 9-11 open.
1: That would be good. Count me in.
0: All right. I'm okay, gonna cool. Print, I'm going to pin you in. I'm going to pin you in.
1: I'll mark it on my calendar. And thank you so much for having me on your show. I really enjoyed this.
0: I'm honestly, well, thanks for I, on, I just coming really it, it on my calendar.
1: Yeah. Definitely. We, so it was, it was. you great are testing, on it, the 11th. All right. I can't wait to be back. Ever. Pleasure to connect with both of you. And, Tom, great. Always a pleasure.
3: Yeah, you too, John.
1: Uh, John, you you're great.
3: Thank you, really really and Sunday. are
2: awesome. really
1: uh, Thank you so much. I hope I did a good job for you guys. Oh, yes. oh you, you were did. a very you know? really good
2: job.
1: 100%. Are we number one? You're out of fun. <laughs>
0: We are number two, that that JPG guy. Maybe we'll beat him next time you come on.
1: You got to put my head on Jessica Simpson's body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) there you go. See, it's all about Jessica Simpson.
1: You know who I get told I look a lot like is Ron Jeremy. (laughs)
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> no. himself. Oh, well, you're, let me you're, have, little, you're quite
3: a okay. bit thinner there, John.
0: Tom, well, you Tom, you've got to crack your joke about Ron Jeremy. Go ahead. Oh. Come on, Tom. Yeah, it's about, a classic. Yeah, about
3: getting in the swords fight with Ron Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone say, yeah, you look bigger than Ron Jeremy. I, I said, what, my feet? <laughs> 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 well, I don't know. If you're going by overall size, I think you're thinner there, John. But, yeah, I, I, I the, overall mass The 80s right By the way, therapy. John, <laughs>
0: I also yeah. know that you played baseball and you love baseball. Hello? Okay. Yep, I am a girl and we're supposed to play softball. I was left field.
2: I had an arm.
0: I could throw it to like... Uh, I aim my arm every time.
1: I know all about baseball. Oh, I love baseball. I grew up. I, that was all I did when I was a kid. My yes, son six four. Uh, he was he outgrew me when he was uh, eleven, and he hit home runs that were like would have been home runs in major league ballparks when he was eleven years old.
0: Oh wow! Nice. Yeah,
4: and then huh. uh,
0: my my actual sport though was basketball. I was able to okay. make uh NBA three point shots in the ninth grade.
1: Wow.
2: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: They they didn't know whether I should be placed on in the ninth grade. I I was skipping school and my uh gym coach was like, I take my lunch break. At six period, and I see you walking down Brookfield Road, and I'm like, yeah, because I skipped school. <laughs> she's like, hey, I'm not going to tell on you, but you better not skip school again. And she kept telling me, I'm not going to tell. Him. And finally she's like, Francie, come here. And I was like, I did not skip school, Coach Styles. I was in 5th and 6th period. She's like... I don't even want to talk about that. Have you thought about trying out for basketball? I was like, "Nah, I play for fun.
5: <laughs> well, I like,
0: no, you made the team. You don't even have to try out. You made the team. Yeah, I was able to make NBA three-point shots and in my freshman year. I could make so. half more shots. I, was I made three in a wall
1: practice one time.
0: <laughs> huh?
1: I made three in a row from half court one time. It's just during a practice.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, all you need is a routine. It's it's like I was at the free throw line and boom, 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 three bounces, spin the ball, at half court. And it's like boom, 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 spin the ball, Nine out of ten shots at the free throw line. I, oh. All you need is a routine. Everybody thinks that basketball is like a sport. No, it's a routine. The ball rolls right. off you, your finger. Yeah. You take a certain shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm a jock. Okay, I'm a jock.
3: Oh. So, John, tell oh, me. You're playing playing
2: playing basketball league.
3: and baseball. Yeah. So, John, before we go, you better repeat your, where people can contact you, if they, if you so they can help you oh, get yeah, funding for your phone. Oh, yeah, that's a good phone. idea. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank not you. That's a good idea.
2: It's it's me,
0: a me, I'm like talking, let's talk sports now because I know you're I know. a doc, and I'm like, I want to talk sports.
1: I could talk all night. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man, see, me too, and and Nick, he's
5: not a sport guy, and, you know, Tom Williams, they... they I used to be athletic,
1: though. I used to be athletic, though. Well, let me tell you this real quick. All right, Uh, my email is s t c l a i r s h o r e s j v at AOL.com, if anyone wants to contact me. Um, but there is a John Vela on the Oakland Raiders back in the 70s. and, ah. and on, the Super Bowl, on the Super Bowl team. So of another year, in recent, maybe four or five years ago, Cliff Branch from that team passed away. And Cliff, uh, what's his name? Lester Hayes, who was born in the 80s, sent me uh, an invite kind of thing to the funeral thinking I was the John Vela he must have found me on IMDB
2: <laughs>
1: <kind> of, <laughs> that uh, and is me awesome on a I know another cool thing I want to point out just real quick when I, when I was on Snaps the, the, as a detective after the show aired the wife of the actual detective reached out to me on Messenger and congratulating me on playing her husband and uh, I thought that was so cool. And I was like, I hope I did justice, you know, for her husband. And congrats on him being the one cracking the case. You know, they, I thought that was very cool. You know, I'm That is badass, yeah. dude. Yeah. Oh,
0: that
1: was cool as hell. Just out of the blue. I was excited that I got that much screen time when they aired the episode. But to get get a message from the uh, actual detective's wife, because you know they're reenactments and whatnot. Um, I also played a detective in a Jody Arias episode on National Enquirer Investigate, but I didn't get as much screen time. But it was cool to be part of.
0: I like I like that show too. I am so I am so such a forensic files. Oh my gosh forensic files. I love that guy's voice. It's kind of like he he's kind of, I thought I would try the forensic files guy's voice and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep because he tells good he's got that voice that will give you good night stories. No, don't fall asleep listening to forensic files. No, definitely. It's going to be bad. In a couple of hours. No, that's great that you're doing all that.
1: No, it, you know, I wish I could do it more often. Uh, since the whole lockdown happened, it's been a lot less. And I've been more behind the camera than in front. Uh, there was a lady what? I worked with. What? It's funny what a small world it is. Uh lady that was a teller at the bank I, I was going to her uncle was the gas station attendant in The Birds. You know, the old African Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, how cool is that? Like, you're forever that character in that movie. And that's one thing I, I forever I'll be that paramedic, you know, uh, on uh, acts of violence, you know, in, in, in snapped and whatnot as a detective. So the, those are the things, yeah. like, you know, I this hey, you cool. you're talking
0: uh, you're talking about a popular character and when we interviewed uh, Flash Gordon Nick remember we interviewed that and I let my old boss watch that and he was like you know the questions that you're asking him is going to be the same questions he has to ask answer over and does that get tiring? No, (laughs) not at all. Because it is a it is a monumental like you built that stone in your life and it's there and it's perfect.
5: You built that city.
1: I'm going to (laughs) see them next Friday. (laughs) Starship. Yeah. 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 Cool. (laughs) They're going to be in uh, Sterling Heights at a festival.
5: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, I just saw him last uh, September. Mick Thomas is still with the band. Aid sounded phenomenal last September. I'm going to see him again on Friday. before. We- That's why I'm not going to Motor City Nightmares on Friday. So I just can start. Ah, <laughs> uh,
5: uh, oh, right. uh, you know, it's amazing how things circle around. You talk about Motor City Nightmares, and then then later on in the show, I, like, do a pop reference, and you go, oh, by the way, <laughs> I know,
2: right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like amazing how uh, how they connect.
2: I I, have yeah. been, uh, so I saw a the
1: cover band uh yesterday and I have friends uh that look like Tom Cruise and uh Brett Michaels <laughs> and um somebody actually thought I was with Tom Cruise, which I wasn't isn't looking like but... <laughs> <laughs> But it's just great to have friends like that, especially when you do film work.
0: You know what's kind of great? Yeah. Is I'm, going to ask my, I'm going to tell my mom to listen to this because she she was uh, born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. And when and she raised us in South Carolina, and she's like, go get me care. You know how many times you say care?
2: <laughs> I was I'm a, a Go busy A
1: care. long time ago, back in the eighties, I met Les Nessman.
3: Oh wow. Yeah, everything
0: everything care. And I'm like, dude, Mom. Did you I say see see it now? Where? Hamburger. Come on, say hamburger one time.
1: Hamburger.
0: <laughs> there it is. <laughs> my
1: friend, my I love, roommate. My I roommate. love that northern draw. My mom is
0: we'll do it tomorrow. When? Right? <laughs> We're gonna do it tomorrow. Mom, go get in the car and shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my friend Nathan, my my roommate, uh he did something called Necroland. Uh that he's doing uh some new you know, like updates to it, but He's good friends with uh, Soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Oh,
0: yeah. Nice. Cool. cool. How have much time we, we have, still?
5: I think we... I, I'm looking at the clock. It might be about four minutes because uh, 25 oh, okay, minutes okay. ago, we went into the after party, which okay, uh, people okay. will... Uh, 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 be able to download the entire thing uh, probably as of midnight tonight but uh, oh, okay. uh, the, the live part ended about 25 minutes ago so I think it looks oh, okay. like we've got like 10 right. minutes
0: so we gotta, we gotta do a okay uh, John I want to rebook you September, say, 11th. Yeah, sir, no. yeah. September
5: 11th September 11th
1: come on count me in
0: all right.
1: Alright. I hope okay. you saw you between now and then. Yeah. Alright,
0: we gotta do it. We gotta do a close. Yeah, I'll be seeing talk. you, John, between, between,
2: between Thank you for being <laughs> night.